0: Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four ingredients for a fun, free FanDuel game, Diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby.
1: And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And week one is in the
0: books, people. Man, there were some upsets. (laughs) A lot of first-rounders not doing much for us. A lot of second-rounders not doing much either. Mm -hmm. Very depressing for a lot of people's teams. We're going to dive right into it and get into week two. Put them in your lineups. Take them out. Maybe put them in your lineups. Just all depends. Thursday night game. The New York Jets, 0-1 and one against the Buffalo Bills,
2: 0-1. You know, I they looked better than I thought they would look, the Jets, but they still are not looking like the Jets I need them to look like. Mm-mm, unless you're Matt Forte. That's for sure. I was going to say, I'm starting off with Forte because I, he was the one I was most nervous about because I had targeted him and I drafted him in a lot of leagues and – Based on preseason, I was like, "Ooh, turn this around," and he did. And you know what? The offensive coordinator Chad Gainley said that he, you know, he's their number one back. He's a clear number one back. He, you know, th- there's no snap counts or third down situations. I can be part of. He is their guy. If you look at it, he was in for fifty four of the seventy one offensive snaps compared to Bilal Powell, who was only in on seventeen plays. So. There was that whole nervousness and confusion of because Forte was not playing well, is Bilal Powell going to be the one that's going to be stepping up? Clearly that's not the case. Clearly this is their bell cow. They're sticking with Forte. There's no reason to worry. I still like Powell in, in certain situations, but again, Forte is the guy, so we can all take a deep breath on that. And he did pretty well. He was the 11th highest scoring running back last week. Yes. So, you know.
0: New team, new offense, new dynamic. I think that's great.
2: Old guy's still kicking it, and I love I'll it. Take it. Brandon Marshall, on the other hand, not kicking it. Not so much. I don't know if this Can't do the is, high kick. Certainly not with that hip injury.
1: That's that, right. Uh, that we
2: were uh, told is okay. He's practicing in full, but it's not looking like he's 100% to me. He only had three catches for 32 yards, despite being targeted eight times. It's not like Marshall to have that kind of a completion percentage it's just not it's just not so I I'm a little nervous about that Decker was a little bit off he only caught two of seven for 37 yards at least he got a touchdown but the problem is these guys are still your starters so I think you're still playing Decker uh, Bart Marshall I'm a little bit nervous about you might want to look at a different option this week only because I'm nervous about that hit and Quincy Inua is a guy we have talked about probably second week of preseason I want to say and he's Fitzy's butt he really Fitzy really really likes him. He had seven catches, seven for fifty-four yards and a touchdown. I think this is a really interesting sleeper. Well, Fitzgerald's okay, yeah. having a
1: hard time throwing down the field, and he only averaged three point six uh, yards per target <laughs> So that was perfect for Fitzy. That's like yeah, gold.
2: Yeah, and he really yeah. likes him. So yeah, and especially with Brandon Marshall's hit being a little bit kind of eh. He's an interesting play, especially in daily, because he is dirt cheap, dirt cheap. So, again, he's not going to be like lighting things up, but if you need somebody that's you know good for seven catches at a really cheap rate, and he was not a potential option. So, all right, everybody raise their hand if they got burned by Buffalo Bills.
0: Oh my gosh, Tyrod Taylor, I hate you so much. Oh, I don't
1: God. really hate you, but like, oh my gosh. I've oh so God. many. Oh, no.
0: What happened? Sidney Watkins, why? why?
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Sean McCain okay, did was okay. injury prone, but I thought he'd make it past week one. And sure enough, he's listed as questionable again with his nagging foot injury from oh. last year. It's not good.
2: They told uh, us it was
0: better. They told us. I it know. Was they're bad. liars. They're darn right. he said they- he was never 100%. Well, no, he he, well, he says he's going to play. He says he's going to play week two. And, I, you know, but I don't know if he's going to be anything more than a decoy. I think he's going to a good
1: decoy. I think it's and a it's upsetting.
0: So, you know, it's we, we knew going in, you know, the history of injuries with this guy. And none of us wanted, you know, to be told, I told you so, in week one. I drafted him still. You know, the upside I felt was there. And now we're getting burned. Just I think if like we, we look were going his, to.
2: if we look historically like last year, Corny, I think you're right because the, he still played in games. He's yes, but he was the decoy, and I think that's what's going to happen again this week. Yes,
0: so I mean, we can't even keep an eye on him because it's Thursday night game.
1: So it's yeah. not even like
0: we can see how he progresses throughout the week. Huh. I think you have to bench him whether he plays or not, you guys. So six targets, four receptions for 43 yards, zero touchdowns last week. I just think that. We're going to have to find a new option. (laughs) Hopefully we'll give you some throughout this uh, podcast. Charles Clay. He's also listed as questionable with a knee. Um, He had a rest day on Monday, but was back to limited practice Tuesday and Wednesday. He only had two receptions for 40 yards, which 40 yards for two receptions. I think think—is pretty good. Um, But I think he's going to be used more this week with Sammy's injury. So, He's only on in 20% of the leagues. Um, we have him ranked 20. So I think that he could have a bigger role this week. It's risky. It's very risky, but it, it could happen. LaShawn McCoy, the only player for Buffalo that was productive. Woo-hoo. Amazing. Thank mm-hmm. goodness there was one. I mean, he wasn't amazing, but, you know, it was enough. He rushed 16 times for 58 yards and a touchdown. He also caught all four targets, which is fabulous for PPR people, um, for 12 yards, which is an Great, but he at least he caught all of his targets. I'm into that. Um, the Jets gave up almost the exact same amount last week to the run to the running backs. So you might see the exact kind of fantasy points as he had last week. So that just has to be good enough for you guys. And if it's not, put him in that flex. But I you cannot bench McCoy. Just can't do it. Sleepers, guys. Robert Woods, he's the number two guy. So that's it. I mean, he's only owned mm-hmm. in 2% of leagues. If you're in a deep league and you lost a few people this week because a lot of people went down, he might be the guy you want to pick up. Um, again, this is deep leagues, but the, the Jets did give up the third most fantasy points last week. Brad Woods is no green. But, I mean, it's, it's he's definitely a viable option in deep leagues. And Tyrod Taylor, man – Broke some have him ranked 29th. I think Brandon's a little bit better, and I get it. I totally get it. What a jerk. And uh, it's really upsetting. But I think you, you can play him in a two-quarterback league, but you just can't start him this week, guys.
2: Zero touchdowns. Zero
0: interceptions, but zero touchdowns.
2: Mm. Mm. It's her rankings, and she can cry if she wants to. And if she wants to put Tyrod Taylor at 29th, that's absolutely I'm, I'm I am mean, okay with
1: he's going up against the Jets. It's Thursday night football. You can't wait. You don't know if Sammy Watkins is going to play. You don't know if, if he does play, if he's going to do anything. Charles Clay isn't 100 percent. I mean, what's the upside? That's right. He's not yeah. Case Keenum, but <laughs> 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 who is? Who Two is? steps up.
0: Two Just steps up. Oh, let's get into the San Francisco 49ers one and oh at the Carolina Panthers. Oh and one. Poor Panthers. They had a good game. <laughs> 49ers. And you know what? I hate that everybody was dogging the 49ers and was just saying the Rams looked awful. Sure, the Rams looked awful, but give it to the 49ers for winning the first game out. That's this right. is a Chip Kelly hater. And I still say, give it to the
2: 49ers. They didn't I... look bad. They didn't look bad. The entire they time I was watching the game going, do they actually look this, I was saying, do they actually look this decent? Or are the Rams this bad? Or is it a combo? Because I'm not it's the Rams. hating the Niners at the moment. Stop it. Well, we'll see. I, do, I don't disagree. But you know what? I think Jeremy Curley is a little bit of magic that this team needed. I they, agree. They needed this veteran leadership. I mean, for him to come in so late in the week and to be the standout player of the game, in my opinion, some would say Carlos Hyde. And okay, all right. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I I'm would agree with you. Carlos Hyde is a must-start. He rushed 23 times, which again is a very large workload for somebody that's coming off an injury, um, injury season, concussion in camp and uh, preseason. Excuse me, uh, but he looked great. 88 yards, two touchdowns. I'm into that. You got to start him again this week. Now, and according to Points against. And, we've only had one game that we're talking about here, but the Panthers give it the fourth most points to running backs with a C.J. You know, that was against C.J. Anderson. I think Carlos Hyde is comparable enough running back that you could probably see some similar production numbers there. But Jeremy Curley, guys, I don't know about you, but I went out and I picked him up in some leagues. I did too.
1: You want to know why? He's in the slot. You know who was supposed to be in the slot? Bruce Bruce freaking Ellington. Ellington.
2: Told you he was gonna have a great season, and then of course Bruce is out for the season. So insert Jeremy Curley, and this is. A fantastic matchup this is a fantastic sorry situation for him I'm excited he had seven receptions he had the best on the team in terms of yardage for 61 yards he looks great and we've got some you know subpar quarterbacks that always lean on the slot receiver so this is the ideal situation for Jeremy Curley Clay so, Babbert! Clay so
1: Babbert! Clay Babbert. <laughs> <Glame laughs> Babbert! NFL doing the job for you Courtney
2: Babber.
0: Oh, man, that was so awesome. So awesome.
2: Well, you're not playing him, per se, but you are going to play Jeremy Curley. I'm into that. The running back situation with Sean Geron is also interesting. Seven carries, only 18 yards, but he had a touchdown. I don't love him because, obviously, Carlos Hyde is the guy, but if you're in a super deep league and you need to throw somebody in, in a crazy flex, I do think they're going to lean on him for some goal line carries. So I think that's okay. Um, I'm not loving Torrey Smith, but I'm not entirely willing to 100% give up on him because, again, it's only been one game. But he only had two receptions for just 13 yards. Quentin Patton had at least 60 yards on five grabs, and we already said Jeremy Curley had 61 yards for seven catches. Torrey Smith is just not getting targeted as much, and it's probably because he's the deep ball threat, and that's not really fitting into 49ers' offense at the moment. So if it's me... I'm leaning Jeremy Curley, but I can understand if you don't want to completely give up on Torrey Smith, but if you have a different option, I would please look there this week. Most definitely until we see that get a little bit more fleshed out. Vance McDonald, I've talked about him a little bit, guys. He had two catches, but he had a touchdown last week. He's going to be someone I think they do look at in the red zone. He's a big body. No, he's not going to get a lot of yardage. No, he's not going to get a lot of catches, but he is somebody that could get touchdowns. So if you're in a little bit of a tricky situation with a tight end or you want to stash somebody or you need somebody in a daily situation, he's not a horrible option is all I'm saying with that. Um, And then, as we said, you're not going to play Blaine Gabbard. Although he didn't look that bad. 170 yards, he had a touchdown, 22 of 35. Not great numbers, but better than I expected. And he also ran for 43 yards. Pretty good for a quarterback. So, Yeah. Um, you know, I'll i cheered for
0: then. 49ers in week one. I can no longer cheer for them because of Chip Kelly, but it was very exciting in week one. As for the Carolina Panthers, you know, this is a much better matchup for the Panthers this week, obviously, seeing how they faced the Broncos last week. But they were still productive, and that made me happy. I was kind of worried about this offense, uh, but especially Calvin Benjamin, you guys. That it was good. Huge! That was like the biggest surprise for me of the week. He caught half of his targets for 91 yards and a touchdown. Now, after hearing the receivers were going to be sharing the targets, you know, it was going to be like a receiving by a committee. uh but it's obviously not the case. Benjamin had 12 targets, Funches four, Jin one, and Corey Brown two targets. um So I think that it's safe to say that Calvin Benjamin is the clear wide receiver one. So cheers to that. You got which we thought he would be. i think people are overestimating value, yeah. the the share well people were so concerned about the injury and sure it it's early it is early but i think that he did very well i mean he impressed me i was worried about him he impressed me but brandon And and uh, (laughs) we can't hear you. Uh, Cam Newton, obviously, uh, you're going to be starting him. He's cleared of all concussion tests. Um, So he's fine. And let's see. Greg Olson, obviously, is a must-start. He was targeted nine times. Third tight end um, in targets last week. Yeah. Just behind Jordan Reed. And guess who was number one last week? Jason Witten. Mm. Stop it. Stop <laughs> I it. Oh. so many places Stop it. Minute. Stop it. Oh, you I told you, the court. I told you me and tight ends. You guys, we just like have a love relationship. I don't know what it is. But I've been saying Jason Witten's my sleeper all year, which I can't believe Jason Witten goes in the sleeper category anymore. And they just they target him like nobody's business. Anyways, we're talking about the Panthers, but we'll get to cowboys later um jonathan stewart is listed questionable with an ankle he was limited in practice on wednesday but he should be good to go on sunday i think it's just more precautionary um and so i think he'll redeem himself this week Graham Gano, man (laughs) as a broncos fan thank you for missing the kick um but he still managed to get nine fantasy points against denver I'm not worried about him. Don't freak out. It's one kick. It was the end kick that got the score, you know, winning game. But whatever. He's going to redeem himself. He'll be fine. Obviously, the Carolina's defense, we have him ranked number one. And on the bench, although I think the other receivers are going to see more targets this week, I think this is going to be a lot of passing. I'm not sure how it's going to pan out. If I had to pick one over the others, I would pick, again, just because I think that – um Newton is going to have more time to throw the ball to him. He didn't have any time to throw the deep ball to, to Ted. So I think that that would be my option of who I would play in that, you know, deep league flex um, position. Dallas Cowboys 0-1 at Washington Redskins 0-1.
1: Yeah, so um, twenty-five targets between Cole Beasley and Jason Witten. Insane, what? <laughs> insane. That is, that's so crazy. It was all the short stuff, um, but they're they're not going to be that conservative against the putrid Washington defense. I think that's kind actually after what I saw on Monday night. Des Bryant. I know. I, know. I am still fuming. I literally One had to check catch. and be like, did he get hurt? Is he hurt? Did I, admit- I know. Did it I was something? so bad. It was so bad. One catch off of five targets <sighs> for eight yards. <sighs> Terrible. Oh, That's not going to happen again, though. I'll tell you. Um, they're going to put him on the side of the sad, sad Brashad Breland and just try to pull off an Antonio Brown situation. Wow. I c- Literally. All you're going to hear about is I could not get over the Monday night football game. The other one, that wasn't a game. The scrimmage after it meant nothing to me. But the Washington-Pittsburgh game (laughs) killed me. Um, But, yeah, so I I think that they are going to – and, listen, they didn't win. And, obviously, they put together a very conservative game plan for a rookie quarterback. That makes sense. They're going to have to pass the ball to Dez. There's just no getting around it. Ezekiel Elliott had kind of an up-and-down premiere, actually. Mm -hmm. He did score, and he did get 20 attempts. But he only averaged 2.6 yards per carry, uh, and he just – wasn't very dynamic. It was just good. I think it's because the play calling was off. I think it's because they were yeah. trying to do something for Dak that
0: Dak doesn't need. Let the man I play agree. ball. You know, he could In preseason, he can play ball. Let the pl- let the man play play ball. I mean, Although, don't because I
1: love that Jason Witten's getting all the targets. <laughs> I'm not bad, but Cole Beasley getting eleven targets is absurd. Yeah, I, I, that's I, insane. Makes so sense. All you
2: kept hearing is people saying that they're gonna, you know, have to simplify the play calling for Dak because in the preseason he didn't actually see full speed defenses and whatnot. And I'm like, come on now,
1: he didn't turn over we- the ball.
2: We don't need to dumb it down to this extent. No, let's, I agree. I agree.
1: I think it's I think it's too conservative. They're not going to win that way. Um, but still, Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. is going to have to earn the the title of the next Adrian Peterson, as far as I'm concerned. And we were considered crazy for having him uh, a little bit lower in our rankings than everyone else who had him like number one or two. I I, I, <sighs>
2: I probably would have had him lower. I always had him range probably between five and seventh position which was low, like you're saying, compared to most people, Brandon. But I was, I probably would have put him lower if I didn't feel like I'd get booted out of town.
1: Yeah. We literally had conversations about how we couldn't rank this guy lower because yeah. that's where we wanted him. But anyway, Jason Witten, all season long. Get it Woo. together. Fourteen targets, just needs a score. We're good to go. Sleepers: I, Dak Prescott. Again, if they open up that playbook or let him actually call an audible, something, I think he's got the talent. Yeah. He's he didn't mess up. He went twenty-four for forty-seven, two hundred twenty-seven yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions either. I think they're going to have to add more to the playbook. I just I like him. Uh, Cole Beasley. I, I guess you have to talk about a guy who gets twelve targets in the game prior. He caught eight of them for sixty-five yards. It was very dink and dunk, uh, but that's the usage they asked. I, I guess he's a sleeper. I don't know. But bench Terrence Williams. so he didn't get out of bounds, I died. I died inside. So there you go. Oh my gosh. The videos and, about
2: it afterward have been glorious. And
1: you know what? That was just glorious. the tip of the iceberg with this guy. Uh, don't play him. Uh, as far as Washington's concerned and good news, I don't think Washington realized how bad they were on defense. You could actually see the fear like seep into Kirk Cousins. He was like, oh no, We're in trouble because they came out there with a conservative offense. They thought they'd be able to hold Pittsburgh. I don't know what they were thinking. That's not going to happen. They are recalibrating everything. This offense is going to be pass, 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 because they know that they're going to have to keep up with the opponents. That's the good news. Junk time. I want you to think about Blake Bortles circa 2015. That is what I believe Kirk Cousins will become. I know he didn't have a good game, but this is what I think you need to look at. He was 30 for 43 for 329 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. It was not good. And some of his passes were short. It was very weird. Trust me. All they're doing all week, getting him on his passing game. That's all they're going to do. Why? Because uh, Matt Jones only had seven carries for 24 yards and that is not going to cut it. Uh Uh And actually it was Chris Thompson who got the touchdown. Now I don't necessarily think that says a whole lot. He was on the field. They were in the hurry up offense. It was junk time, whatever. Uh, He only had four carries for 23 yards caught both of his targets for 16 yards. I'm not excited about either of these guys but because they don't have a run game and that's why they're both on the bench by the way Matt Jones and um Chris Thompson I think you can start Deshaun Jackson over 100 yards baby last week he was lit if he just got in the end zone he was balling he looks really good Jordan Reed 11 targets again it got very weird at the end of the game they stopped going to him I don't know what was going on trust me they're fixing all of this as far as sleepers are concerned Jamison Crowder and Pierre Garçon actually got quite a few targets um you know, Crowder got 10 targets. Garson was six. Again, I think they're going to throw all year. They're not really people that I would start today, but they're people that I would fill in and buy weeks So if you have a deep bench, I would pick them up if possible. Um, not necessarily Josh Doxson. He is, uh, you know, he only got in a couple snaps at the end. It wasn't really a big deal. Uh, he only played in 12, actually, 12 snaps. He's working himself in. It is what it is. I played
0: Pierre Garcon. And yeah, I liked yeah.
1: it, and I liked it. I need Full point just PPR,
0: half point PPR. But I got just what I needed out of him. I got just what I needed yeah. out of him. It is an 18 man link, and he's my uh, flex, I believe. And I got just what I needed out of him. Yeah, 18 man. Very, stuff. very happy. So, thank you, Pierre. Please continue. Okay, just nine points. That's all I want. I don't want. I don't even want double digits, dude. Just keep it
1: up. Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> 1-0. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 1-0. This is the game. This is always a fun game. This is always the and game. And everyone always shows up to play. And
2: A.J. Green looked great. Mm. Looked great. We knew he won. Second highest scoring wide receiver of the week. He caught 12 of his 13 catches for 180 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Green... Is magic. I know. I felt really bad. I was like, man, Revis Island. That's like kind of like gone away. Like, what is?
1: I don't think it's fully here? gone. I think, it hasn't. I think fully gone AJ away. Green's I think, really
2: good. AJ Green's really good. And Revis, they did say did not come. On Revis Island, they, they say he didn't come as prepared as he should have to camp. He's not in the shape that he should be. I'm sure he's gonna little umbrella. He's gonna jump kick that in real <laughs> quick after the AJ Green week, but um. AJ Green is definitely a go again. Um, the, the Steelers get the 15th most points to wide receivers, so we're not exactly looking at it. It could be a tough defensive situation for him. He should perform well. Jeremy Hill, he rushed for only 39 yards off nine attempts, but he was able to get a touchdown. So he still was able to salvage you some points. That's what he does. But that's he Jeremy just Hill. This is Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill is so up and down. His yardage is never consistent. Unfortunately, you know, Giovanni Bernard did not have a great game because usually when one is not doing well, the other
1: does well. Um, it's, it's
2: kind of a weird week. So
1: but this good, is what Jeremy just, Hill. Running defense is so good. I, I just want to pipe in because Jeremy Hill is my Pierre Garçon. Like, I just needed him to score that touchdown. Like, I literally was watching him. I was like, come on, baby, just fall in. <laughs> I know this, this, is this is what you do. That's
2: what done. you do. This is what done. you do.
1: Whoop, whoop, stumble. It's the opposite of uh, <laughs> catches. I just know that he yeah, just needed yeah, to yeah, fall in. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And he did. I'm fine really with it.
2: He's a clumsy man, and we like it. Mm-hmm. We like it. Um, so you're going to play him again this week because you drafted him to be a starter. He got you enough points that you're not going to be freaking out. And you shouldn't be freaking out about anybody, I'd like to point out, in the first This is the football. manic week. Mm-hmm. This is the – This is when everybody's like <gasps> – Settle down. Settle down. Slow your roll. Okay. Slow your roll. People
1: keep asking me if they should be starting people over Des Bryant, and I'm like, you drafted him in the first round. You have no. to play him. I mean, unless you got somebody that was insane, you have to play him. Now, well, we got what drop?
0: Should I trade AP from Melvin Gordon? Oh yeah, we get that. Yes, you should do that. Yeah, sure. Do that for me, please, and then join one of my links so I can do that to you. Well, as
2: an AP owner, I feel his pain. (laughs) I'm like three point seven points.
0: What? Well, hey guys, we all get it. We all get it. We all got burned this week by our one or our pick one or pick two. Oh, I did drop Tyrod Taylor, but I got him in like the
2: double digits. Yeah, but right. Well, two guys that you probably (laughs) didn't draft and no need to pick up or whatever it was. Tyler Boyd He only had two catches for 24 yards. Not great. But LaFell, Courtney will like, had four catches for 91 yards. So it's looking like LaFell is the number two wide receiver at the moment. But this could switch next week. We don't know. We've only got one week left to look at data at this point, so these are not guys that you're to start anyway I just want to keep it in your mind, bring it to your attention that as at the moment LaFella is the front runner, but by no means should he be a guy in your lineup just keep, keep an eye on him. Uh, Tyler Eifert-Ankle did not practice on Wednesday, uh, it's not looking good for this week. And Dalton, he did pretty well too. Three hundred sixty-six yards and a touchdown, one interception. But he was the eleventh highest scoring quarterback. So for some of those Tyrod Taylor owners out there, there are cases where Dalton is out there in your league. Go grab him if you want to. Um, Dalton is consistent. He's always a, a top ten, right around top ten quarterback. And I think he's gonna have another good week this week. I started him in like five leagues. You did you did good? You did good. I know. Got I love sure him. you. Needed
1: red rifle. i'm all of a sudden really excited i'm sorry it's so late for me so i'm really like pumped right now which means it's gonna get rough here in about 30 minutes i'm like a kid kids kids get hyper before they get really tired yes that's where i am yes
2: i just get really tired before i get tired Um. i usually fall asleep like sitting Like dad does. Well, then
0: let's move it along. I didn't even realize it was my turn
1: next. This is my problem. Okay. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Hey guys, start everybody. I'm kind of kidding, but Antonio Brown, there are no words. Other than twerk, Twerk, baby. Twerk. 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 When they called it dancing on the national broadcast, (laughs) I almost died. I was like, really? That's what the kids are calling it these days, huh? Dancing. I call that twerking. It's good good job and antonio. it's good to work in and uh, but i do want to say all the talk about antonio brown justified but d'angelo williams was incredible so incredible. good incredible you looked and good i i mean i know and Bell's come back it's all gonna but what he is doing right now at his age is unbelievably amazing I, I am blown away he was able to set the pace of the game you know he controlled the clock 26 carries 26 For 143 yards, two touchdowns, six receptions for 28 yards. He got a day off of practice, by the way, today, so he's on the injury report. It's not a big deal. It's a veteran thing. It's also a, hey, thanks. Thanks. You are contributing. Yep. That's Wow,
2: rested up, buddy. They called
0: me the D'Angelo sniper because I got him late in all of my drafts. Didn't (laughs) ever draft Le'Veon Bell, and man, am I happy about it! I was down in four out of my five leagues going into that game, and I won all five of my leagues because of D'Angelo Williams.
2: I just kept saying, "Man, I'm Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. bummed he's not a starter. This guy is." Beyond starters, i would be right right now. And he's behind Le'Veon Bell. And it's so sad that he's on this team where he's not going to get to play in the capacity that he could. I mean, granted, this team is, you know, obviously the plays are meant for
0: them. But Mm -hmm. it is sad that he's going to be benched and not ever touch the ball again after week three.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're telling you right now. That's what's happening. Unless Le'Veon Bell gets hurt.
0: Unless Le'Veon Bell gets hurt. Keep him. Just like last
1: year. Yeah, keep him. Do not get rid of D'Angelo Williams. Mm -hmm. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. <laughs> he's worthless. You do not get rid of D'Angelo Williams. Holy moly. Uh and also don't give him to the guy who has Le'Veon Bell or girl who has Le'Veon Bell. That person does not deserve D'Angelo Williams no, at right. this point. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. heard me. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, he's startable because of Antonio Brown and D'Angelo Williams. You heard me. Uh Cincinnati has a better defense, certainly than Washington. Washington, again, tragic. Tragic. That's not going to happen this week. Big Ben did put a, a 300 yards, three touchdowns, and interception versus Washington. It was just crazy. Sleepers, Eli Rogers. I got I got him a lot on waivers this week. The, the teams that I didn't already have him. He is the slot receiver. He had a touchdown off of a deflection, which ironically was off of Sammy Coates. Oh, Sammy Coates. Of course it did. Uh, but still, he caught six of the seven Uh Targets for 59 yards and a touchdown. Um, he had a drop and immediately blamed himself and ran up to Ben Rothisberger. And Ben was like, No, it's okay. It's okay. So I think this guy's really mature. I think this is a legitimate role. I think this is what he is in the future. If you're in a dynasty league, I'm so glad if you have them. I'm sad if you don't. Jesse James, I know that the Bengals gave up zero points to tight ends last week because they played the Jets and the Jets don't have a tight end, they have Matt Forte. Literally, that's not a joke. Uh, but he did catch five of his seven targets. It was only 31 yards, but he's six foot seven. Put that guy in the end zone. Get him a touchdown. I picked him up a lot of places. I picked him up too. Only four tight ends score double digit points in uh, standard scoring leagues. Okay. Like, really? Yeah. And and this guy has potential. He's getting a ton of targets. Bench Marcus Wheaton. He is practicing in full again. Uh, but until we know what his role is on the team, I don't think you can play him, but he can be on your bench. Sammy Coates. You know he has good plays, he has bad plays, but I, no.
0: New Orleans Saints one and oh, excuse me, 0 and one at
1: the New York Giants one and oh, because the Raiders have huge circular things and went for two instead of one. That was crazy. Ovaries. If he, well, there are a lot of circle. I have big circle things up top, so I hear you. Uh, you can have a lot of circle things on your body and it's fine. So uh, everyone, I will say Drew Brees is a different quarterback on the road than he is at home by a lot. Uh, you know, I look up the, the splits. It's like he scores over three touchdowns per game at home and uh, just over one on the road. That's a huge difference. And it's a different uh, scoring. So uh, I don't want to overdo this, but still, man, ugh, you know, and the Giants also have improved on their defensive side of the ball. They, uh, they spent a majority of their money and draft picks there. And it has shown, um, but still I'm starting them. Drew Brees, top quarterback last week. Uh, you'll hear this over and over again this season. I'm sure Brandon cooks top wide receiver, 143 yards and two touchdowns versus Oakland. I don't think he's going to score two touchdowns this week, uh, but he's a legit wide receiver one. Willie Snead. Willie Snead is real. Yeah. Before he is. you, you know, like I, you know, I, we keep saying this can't happen. It can't, you know, on all reasons. We're like, gosh, he looks so good. So good. Um, But, uh, you know, listen, he caught all nine of his targets, all nine, for 172 yards and a touchdown. Now, he also fumbled, but luckily, rookie wide receiver Michael Thomas made a heads-up play and recovered, so it didn't end up going to the other team. But still, that guy is special. I I don't think that's a fluke. Some people are saying it's a fluke. I think that's complete No, it's not a fluke at all. I think it's the the norm. norm. And he was just under 1,000 yards last year being the wide receiver, too. Why wouldn't he do it again? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to
0: get as many yards, but – is is that but like 172 yeah, is mean, crazy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah obviously
0: yeah but i think he can totally be that guy every week well every people have asked
2: week. who should you go grab if you had keenan allen willie sneed well yeah but he's gone now today well maybe depending on the size of the league i mean it's crazy some people just don't but be- like you said they just don't believe it they don't
1: have faith i would trade for willie sneed that's how cool. much I love him. And I don't like trades. I don't, I, I rarely trade, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, you know, it was a shootout, uh, and Travis Cadet was actually the one who got the touchdown. But I think this is what's important here. First of all, Mark Ingram is a starter. He did average 6.2 yards per carry. He's fine. He's still talented. It's fine. Uh, Travis Cadet, though, is his handcuff, it looks like. I don't think it's Tim Hightower, and they cut CJ Spiller. So things are changing adjust your rosters appropriately sleepers are Michael Thomas. He's that rookie wide receiver. We talked about heads up play really good. Caught all six of his targets. Uh, you know, when, when people catch all of their targets, you trust them more. This is good. The thing is, I think it's going to be up and down for him. I think he's the inconsistent player on this team, but if you're playing daily, he's a perfect boomer bus candidates for GPP. Perfect. Kobe Fleener. We told you, we told right. you, yeah so like listen we were all excited I shouldn't say we were all uh, the fantasy community and myself included were excited when Kobe Fleener signed to the New Orleans Saints because we were like oh yeah great I mean Drew Brees loves his tight ends. You know, Graham averaged 88.75 receptions, 1,099 yards, and 11.5 touchdowns per season with Jimmy Graham. And in 2015, Ben Watson attempted to replace Graham. He posted 74 catches for 825 yards and six touchdowns. Okay, great. Those are all good numbers. Kobe Fleeter is coming. He put up good numbers in Indianapolis. This is great. Well, we, then all of a sudden the preseason started, and a couple weeks ago we started hearing he wasn't catching on, and it made us nervous. Now we had him still ranked as one of the top fourteen, but we didn't have him ranked as a top five like most people. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like no one was listening to the news. I, in season long, am waiting for him to prove himself. So you you decide what you need to do. In uh, daily though, you know, maybe I would try it. So, yeah, and we already talked about Travis Cadet, and uh, that's about it. The Giants, Ashley.
2: I'm going to decide on the Giants. You know, OBJ, very pedestrian game, uh, with only 73 yards off four catches out of eight targets, no touchdown, which normally you wouldn't say that's a bad game with 73, but this is OBJ we're talking about here. And it seems like a lot. he's lost a little bit of those targets to Sterling Shepard and Victor Cruz, So we were kind of confused in terms of, Who is actually going to get the wide receiver two numbers? And we have no real answers. We are still looking at pretty much a dead split. So Victor Cruz, I will say, though, played his first regular season game in 700 days against the Cowboys last week. He went 4 for 4 only 34 yards, but he got a touchdown. So you have to see a little salsa dance. Was- he made it out
1: alive mm-hmm. and did it well. I mean, he looked did it good. well. He looked yeah. good. He, looked he didn't, good. didn't get injured. I think they're going to give that home team that salsa this week, though. I'm telling you. Yeah, New Yorkers I, are waiting I, for the salsa. Yeah, I, they
0: love Cruz. So yeah, they
2: do love Cruz. And big props to the Giants for sticking with this guy. You know, because he had, mm-hmm. as we talked about, a patellar injury, which is to some extent most people don't come back from, and so. Big thumbs up to them. But Sterling Shepard, he caught three of four catches for 43 yards, so slightly more yards than Victor Cruz, but he got the touchdown. So I him. think, you know, they both got a touchdown, but it's, it's about an even split. So I think OBJ is fine. You're still playing him. You obviously drafted him first or second in your entire draft. You're not going to freak out and not play him this week. Um but it's a little bit of an interesting situation there. Manny looked okay. He was the 14th highest scoring quarterback. Uh he only had 207 yards, but he had three touchdowns. So that gets it done. Okay. That gets it done. Uh, I do think they're gonna come and play in New York at home. Um so no, they're not they're home, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. home. Um, I think I think Eli's a good play this week. I think he's a decent play too. So, you know, and Jennings isn't a bad play either. He had seventy five yards off 18 attempts, so at least, you know, there's not gonna be any share situations here really at 18 attempts and one catch for 13 yards he just finished outside the top 25 um, and a touchdown would have made that difference which could happen this week so he's an interesting play as well flex only not as an RB2 please do not do that to yourself but a flex is an interesting play Larry Donnell, tight end snagged a touchdown but he only caught one of two targets for 15 yards which was that touchdown so I don't love him there's better tight end options out there uh and then just as a heads up because kickers matter they dropped randy bullock he was released because josh brown is back after his one game suspension for anybody who did draft him um he is back so
0: it's a good thing they dropped randy bullock who doesn't beat his wife right Mm. really good it's really nice Miami Dolphins 0-1 at the New England Patriots 1-0. The Shocking. Dolphins never disappoint. Hello. Thank you. By always Thank disappointing. You. By always disappointing, you never disappoint. <laughs> Madness. You, you didn't get my two touchdowns. My God. Ashley did not get her two touchdowns. No. Unfortunately, but they she played out on you. SiriusXM on
1: Hot our show. Tank.
0: Uh, Kay yeah, Foster was going to get two
1: touchdowns. Did not
2: happen. Did but not happen. They played the Seahawks better than I think most people thought they would.
1: That's because they broke Russell Wilson. Yeah. It's a strategy. It's a strategy. <laughs> it's strategy.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like. Pay the mean, price later. Yeah, yeah. You know?
2: No, Christian Michael and Thomas Rawls were both his ho hum. No pedestrian. T- you know, Baldwin did well, but that was really. I mean, we'll get to the Seahawks later. Baldwin always does well. A- I'm just going to say. They did better than I thought they would. People thought it was going to be a blowout, and it was not a blowout. Okay. Um, (laughs) I
0: I was watching a different game, and uh, (laughs) – It wasn't a blowout. uh, I think Kenny Stills dropping the open pass was was like the moment of the Miami Dolphins 2016, and I love Kenny Stills, you guys, and I I still love Kenny Stills. Yes, he is a boom-or-bust player, so he busted. Maybe he's going to boom this week. You don't know. That's why you have Kenny Stills. You know, you hope for the best, and you expect the worst. It's kind of how you have to feel about the Dolphins in general. All right? You know you're not going to start Tannehill. You know you're not going to start Cameron Jordan, Jordan Cameron. He's not worth your time, Uh, which Kenny Stills is owned in less leagues than Jordan Cameron, mind blown. Okay. <laughs> um, listen, I know Jarvis Landry burned you guys. This is another prime example that, like, don't worry about it. It was Seattle. It was. Right. It was. We top. told you not to play them. Yeah, yeah. You know. You just. You just need to back it up. You know, if he gets in the end zone, we're all good. He has targeted 10 times. So that's just that's positive, you guys. Against Seattle, that's good news. So just relax, all right? Uh Arian Foster played all alone last week because Jay Jai was a healthy scratch. Um, he's rumored to be back this week, but no word on where he is in the depth chart. Do not play Jay Jai. You can play Arian Foster. You drafted him because you're gonna play him till he till he gets hurt. So there you go, guys. He's in your lineup. That's how that's how the cookie crumbles. Um, and listen, Arizona's defense was only able to get six fantasy points last week against the Pats. <laughs> so I am not starting the Miami Dolphins defense, okay? So bold. we're just going to stay away from that. It's bold. It's bold. <laughs> I'm ranked 29th.
1: The, the Patriots. So basically the Miami Dolphins are the Tyrod Taylor of the defense's. I guess. Yes. Yes. Think about that. Hmm. Better than expected. <laughs> <laughs> better than Case Keenum. Maybe oh, better than <laughs> Case Keenum, yeah.
2: Maybe I was just really expecting nothing from them. Maybe I set the standards so low that I was
1: like, hey,
0: better than you Foster raised it. I thought Foster looked good. It. And he did yeah. receive some balls. I think I think he looked good. It's promising. Foster is promising. I was like, right, Foster, You know he's good to go right no one plays well as seattle
2: yeah i thought foster would do well i never said the dolphins as a whole would do well never did that come out of my mouth no
1: well uh the doing the patriots my youngest daughter is
0: is a dolphins fan you guys and i told her it's gonna be a tough season for her
1: how is she a dolphins fan
0: because they're Dolphins. dolphins she's four she sees a dolphin. She's like, all right, I'm into it. I mean, she's a Broncos and a Chiefs fan first, but she loves the dolphins.
2: So, what? should we get her a Kenny Stills jersey this year for Christmas? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So, the New England Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick <laughs> is a warlock. Again, you guys, it's black magic. We've all accepted it. It's who they are. They just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, he sold his soul somewhere. They're Maybe that's the devil, it's but there's system. definitely someone who is uh, on his side somewhere because I'm telling you, it's amazing. What he does is amazing. So, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, I still think he's a starter. 22 carries with 70 yards last week and a touchdown. I, accept, I expect similar numbers against Miami. I think that they want to run the ball and LeGarrette Blunt's doing what they want him to do. Rob Gronkowski, bummer. He did not play last week, big time for fantasy owners, but I'm not, e- I don't think I want to ease him into my lineup. If Rob Gronkowski is playing, you start him. Stop asking questions. If your question yeah. is, should I start Rob Gronkowski? I'm not even going to answer you. It's I, I'm going to tell you right now. Stop. Uh and you know what? And even if he zeroes out, I'll feel fine about the decision. He's been out with a hamstring injury, but he is back now at practicing. Or he is practicing limited, but he is practicing with hamstring. Julian Edelman, always a PPR monster, caught all seven of his targets last week for 66 yards. We want to score, but still, you can't bench that guy, especially in PPR formats. It felt
2: like it was more than seven, didn't it? At one point, it was like every single play for a yeah. whole drive went
1: to Edelman. and I'm like, It Edelman felt like 20. Right yeah, I think some got called back. It was There was a lot going on. James White uh, is a sleeper of mine. PPR only. He caught five of his seven targets for 40 yards. Uh, he only had one carry for four yards, so it's really only PPR. Literally, if you were in standard, you cannot play James White. Uh, Chris Hogan, I'm warming up. I'm warming up. Fine. Yeah. I'll admit it. I'll say it. Uh, he caught three of his four targets for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if you watch the game, he made a lot of good plays though. He was very involved. So, uh, he actually learned the playbook a lot quicker than people thought he was able to really integrate himself into the Patriots way. I'm okay with it. Bench. I'm still not starting to Jimmy G, even though, uh, you know, he beat the Cardinals. He only scored 14.06 fantasy points in standard scoring, not exactly what we want from our quarterbacks. So let's be real here for a minute. And then Martellus Bennett is not Aaron Hernandez, by the way, that's a compliment. In most of the world, so, yeah. uh, but you know, listen, he's he's going to do his job. He's great, and I think Gronk's going to be back. It's fine. There you go. Kansas City Chiefs
0: one and 0 Houston Texans one and 0. Kansas City Chiefs biggest comeback in Chiefs history. <laughs> they looked great that second. They half. looked great that second they half. Did look yeah. Good. Yeah. They looked terrible.
2: They looked good. And at that Courtney, half. you got your Alex Smith. Running touchdown! I knew that man was gonna run in yeah, for a touchdown. I knew
0: it. I knew it. And what did I do? I played him. I played Alex Smith.
1: I played him in a league too, actually. Like, those two quarterback leagues, Alex Smith and yep. Money, Money He's in the Money. Bank. You
0: guys, he is so consistent. Mm. He is should always be your quarterback too, and in, cor- in two quarterback leagues, it's not, it shouldn't even be a question.
2: Well, well, he is consistent. Well, based on last week. He should be a starter as he was the third <laughs> yeah. highest scoring quarterback <laughs> last week with 363 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but he also had a rushing touchdown. He did great. Big props to him. Where we I got- was
0: wrong was the running back situation. I was wrong
2: there. Yeah, but really wrong. <laughs> it's still tricky because I, I struggle to even say on this one because Jamal Charles, he could sit again this week, right? He was limited in practice on Wednesday, but nothing is for sure that he's actually going to play. Now Spencer Ware, he did not practice Wednesday with a toe. Uh, It's a sprained toe, but if he is, according to head coach Andy Reid, he is going to play. He'll be okay for the week two opener. But what's interesting is that Spencer Ware and Charkhandrick West each played 34 out of the 71 snaps. Which is interesting. You know, again, overtime victory. So while Spencer Ware did great this week, and I think he'll do again, good again this week, they 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 were they were honest when they said they were going to be splitting time. They were both in the same amount of snaps. So it's not to say that Charkandrick West isn't going to be the top running back this week. I don't think that's going to happen, but I just want to put a little bit of a warning out here that Andy Reid didn't lie to us. It was a split snap count. Ware did well. Ware technically is right now the handcuff to Jamal Charles, but... I don't know. I just don't know if I feel awesome about it this week. Well, well I, I said saw- that
0: last week, and I, and I felt like I burned people. So,
2: Well, Texas also got a good defense. You got the six boost points to running backs, too, though.
1: I don't have a problem with any lead running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. My problem is going to be when Jamal Charles comes back. To me, he's a, he, I think he wears a starter every time that Charles is not on the field. When Charles is on the field – I just think Charles gets his job back, but a lot of people don't think he will. Really? He back. Yeah, there's all this talk that Warr is a new back, and I'm like, no. I'd be no. very surprised by that.
2: I mean, Ware looked good, but to me, it wasn't Jamal Charles good. And Grand everyone's going to say, you're, you're thinking Jamal Charles of, like, 2013. Yeah, okay, maybe, but he still was good. He's still solid. Um, I don't think Jamal Charles is going to lose his job by any means. Now, will they, as we've been saying all season maybe use him a little bit less to keep him fresh? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think they absolutely will. But I am a little bit nervous that there is still an even split count. I do think Spencer Ware is a guy, but I just wanted to have a little bit of a beware situation. Kelsey, he did good. He was 6 for 7 for 74 yards, 7th highest scoring t- uh, tight end. He's going to do fine again this week. you got to play him. He's your type tight end. Macklin was 5 for 7 for 63 yards and a touchdown. Again, you drafted him as a starter. You have to play him as a starter. You're going to play him. And then really all it is is Justin Houston. He restructured his deal, uh, and he will not be back till November, which does make the Chiefs a little bit, not a little bit, a very different defense. And if anyone else played the Chiefs like I did, it was not a pleasant score for you this week <laughs> with the Chiefs defense by any means. So no. keep that in mind uh, in terms of Chiefs defense because Houston is not playing.
0: And the Houston Texans, Ashley.
2: Texans DeAndre Hopkins he's good as always 54 yards and a touchdown uh, I think he's gonna do better even this week than he w- did last week Will Fuller I've been talking all season a lot about how excited I am about Will Fuller and he did awesome five receptions for 107 yards and a touchdown this is like Brock's guy he looks for Will Fuller he looks for, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins as well, but they finally have another good option at wide receiver too here, and Fuller is the guy. We were kind of undecided between, you know, is it going to be Braxton Miller, Richard Matthews? Um, but, uh, not sorry, Richard Matthews, sorry, Braxton Miller, but it's not. It's Will Fuller. This He's he's fantastic. Brock Eisweiler. You're I thinking think, Jalen Strong, right? I'm thinking Jalen Strong, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's not right. right. Um, Fuller is the guy. Now, Brock Eisweiler, 22 of 35 pass attempts, 231 yards, and two touchdowns. I'm not going to hate you if you decide to start playing him, not now, but then if you start thinking for him in the next couple weeks here. He's good. they're just going to be better and better every single week. They're starting to really develop that chemistry, and I like them. I do want to make note that J.J. Watt was back, but Brian Cushing is now out. So, again, uh, this is a, they can't quite seem to be on the field at the same time, these guys, and I wish this was like all coming into play. But keep this in mind for the Texans' defense. But overall, they've been kind of doing this, like, cha anyway, so I think we're going to be fine with them as a defense. All right, Baltimore Ravens 1-0, the Cleveland
0: Browns 0-1. The Ravens uh, start, you know, we have the Baltimore Ravens as a must start this week for defenses against the Browns. So rank yeah. number five, no RG3. Yeah, jerks. Cheers. Justin Tucker, number two. Cheers. It's never a good sign when you're starting off with the defense and the kicker is the starters, because yeah. that's all we got, folks. That's it. We write it, and it's Come gone, on, and we go into the sleepers. Flacco! Stop it. We're going Flacco. into the sleepers. Flacco Wallace. is a sleeper. I will give Flacco a sleeper. We have him ranked number 15. That does not make him a starter, Brandon Marianne Lee. Right. Um, but, yeah. I got to bump him it, up they gave him up they gave up 276 yards and two touchdowns last week to rookie Carson Wentz so if the if the browns can do that to Wentz who had never played in an NFL game before not alone was the starter during the preseason um then they can give it up to Flacco so i like Flacco and i may start him in certain leagues especially in daily um but as a number 15 you can't say He's about to start. Uh-huh. Uh, Bouchard Perryman is questionable. Shocker, um, uh, he's injured again. Steve Smith was not very productive, but did see the most targets, which is very promising. They clearly want to get in the ball. Yep. Um, but Mike Wallace was the most productive once again, and I'm okay with you starting either one of these guys in deep links. So Wallace looked good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going to throw the ball. It's Cleveland. They're going to have a good time. So one of these guys is going to have a good time. I think Mike Wallace is a shoe in, but because of Steve Smith's volume, I think it's okay. As for the running backs, you guys, Forsett and West were sharing touches very evenly. And that breaks my heart, breaks my heart. Now, I think there are nothing more than a flex, either one of these guys this week going against the Browns, even though it's the Browns, and I do think they're going to run. But I just don't like that split between the two of them. It's not my thing. Forsett was more productive, just so you know, last week, and I do think he will be rewarded for that um, this week. But we have them ranked very close with each other and no more than a flex. Um, I I went over Flacco, and you're going to bench all the tight ends, you guys. All right. It's Pitta. And we Pitta a fool.
1: Yeah. Pitta is the lead tight end. Yeah. That's it. Guys, I can't. I cannot. It's It's good. It's good. That's life. Cleveland Browns, uh, everything has changed. RG3 is on IR right now with a shoulder injury. It's his non throwing arm that's not good. It is, however, good for Gary Barnage because Josh McCown is back. So. Uh, Not to be insensitive to RG3, but uh, let's put it this way. Gary Barnage had two targets, and they were both drops last week. Bad game. But over 60% of his productivity has come under Josh McCown. He averaged 5.8 catches and 80 yards and .75 touchdowns per game with Josh McCown. Now I'm not saying it's going to be exactly that, but I am saying this is a much better thing. They have a connection um, and at least won't just be two drops. Uh, Only again, four tight ends scored over 10 fantasy points. It's ugly out there. Isaiah Crowell, man, I hope that you got our cheat sheet because so many people that followed us got Isaiah Crowell and I was feeling guilty for a little bit. I had that like moment where I was like, what if he huh. sucks? Did
0: we, did the we, we lead these people the wrong way?
1: Right, right, because other people were like, whatever. Uh, but no, Isaiah Crowell, tons of work. Uh, no, it's not tons of work, but still, he got 12 carries last week, went 62 yards and a touchdown. They're obviously looking for him. They didn't do a lot of running because it was RG3. They were down. It was a weird game. But um, I think Isaiah Crowell's role is solidified. Sleepers are Corey Coleman. I'm interested in how he's going to jive with McCown. He was 2 of 5 for 69 yards yards uh last week and terrell Pryor he led the team actually with seven targets last week he only caught three uh, but they went for 68 yards and again it was rg3 so Uh, i don't know about his chemistry with mccown uh he's questionable with a shoulder injury right now but as you know i'm a believer in terrell Pryor. it looks like he's a starter at least until Josh Gordon gets back and Duke Johnson. Everyone's hoping that he gets a little more opportunity. Now that Josh McCown is going to be on the field, rush three times for 22 yards, three passes for 28 yards. Uh, That's just not going to cut it in standard or PPR. That's just not good enough. And a lot of people actually drafted him as their RB one. If they did kind of the zero RB thing. So um, yeah. And for the bench, I'd say everyone else, but there aren't many players left. So way to go Browns. Way to go Browns. Right. Well,
0: Josh McCown. We'll wait and see this week. Yeah. Tennessee Titans 0 1, the Detroit
2: Lions 1 0. So, DeMarco Murray, he did pretty well. Ninth highest scoring running back. We thought he was going to do well this season. Again, he came out and performed exactly how he needed to. 13 rushes for 42 yards and 5 out of 7 for 35 yards in the air with two touchdowns. I'll take it. That Ooh. works for me. Ooh. Now, Derrick Henry owners, though, are not as happy. He only rushed five times for a whopping three yards. We told you not to do this. <sighs> but he went two for two for 41 <laughs> yards. So no. he wasn't horrible if you if you went flex. And that's not true. Four points is horrible. But <laughs> there's hope for him. It just makes me a little bit nervous that that was so kind of just ho-hum out of the gate. But it is what it is. Delaney Walker was only the 19th highest scoring tight end, three out of five for 42 yards. But Delaney Walker, he will do fine. He will bounce back. We did talk about this on our XM show that he may see a little bit less targets now because they actually have some receivers. I think we may be starting to see that, so keep your eyes open as to whether that actually is going to be the case all season long. But at this point in time, you drafted Delaney Walker as your starting tight end. You have to play him as your starting tight end. And technically with this matchup, they give the most points to tight ends. So it should be a good week for Delaney Walker. Mariota, you know, he, you know, could have a big week this week. He finished as the 15th highest scoring quarterback last week, and the Lions gave up a ton of points last week. And Mariota did pretty well, 271 yards and two touchdowns. So I'm not hating him this week. I'm not at all. Tajay Sharp led the way with 7 out of 11 catches with 76 yards. Not as much as what I would have hoped for, but still not bad for week one of a rookie regular season. Calm down again, guys. It's just week one. And then Kendall Wright was limited during practice on Wednesday, but again, you, you better be pretty desperate if you're looking at Kendall Wright to play.
1: Are you kidding me? It's awesome. Tajay Sharp got 11 targets as a rookie in his first game. I know, but you're I want welcome. more. I want more than 76 yards.
2: I'm being selfish, but I wanted more.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I wanted a PPR league, though it's 14.6 points.
2: Well, we only caught seven of the 11, but that's yes, what I'm it saying. Is 14, yeah, 14, yeah, it's 14. 14.6 yeah. points, but still not bad. As I'm saying, for not week bad. one, right. for a rookie, 76. I want a touchdown, Courtney. I want a touchdown. You're, you're greedy. You're greedy. I didn't get a touchdown on to Delaney Walker. I didn't get a touchdown on to Tajay Sharp. Delaney, I can touchdowns. understand. Tosh Delaney, I'm sick. drafted Toshay. Him? Toshay. I Yeah.
1: Right. He was Come a steal. On. He like took him at the God. end of the draft. Delaney a, I had to like. I agree. For where you for. got
2: him, I'm just saying he's, he's he was doing really well in preseason. There was a lot of high hopes. I was
1: hoping for a touchdown. That's all, mm-hmm. I'm all right, you do Detroit. you. Detroit. Matthew Stafford, what a baller! Mm, baller. Oh. Thirty-one of thirty-nine for three hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, because Indianapolis's defense is terrible. Wow, wow. <laughs> they're really competing with Washington for like being really bad. And San Diego. Oof. Uh, You know, Tennessee didn't give up much points last week because they went up against a very conservative offense being led by Sean Hill. So I'm not looking into that. Last season, uh, they gave up the sixth most points to quarterbacks. So I'm looking a little more to that. I know they had improvements, but I don't think it's that improved. Look for a regression towards the mean. So I think still Stafford will come out fine. Marvin Jones, until I know that Tate's fully healthy, I expect Jones to continue getting 10 targets per game, but he only caught four of them for 85 yards. Now that's a big, you know, that's a lot of yards for four That's catches. A but six balls he didn't catch. It is what it is. Theo Riddick, uh, Tennessee is is good against the run. They were good against the run last year as well. Uh, and they definitely shut down Adrian Peterson last week. Um, but Riddick's all about the pass. Five for five for 63 yards and a touchdown. Now, he also carried the ball seven times for 45 yards and a touchdown. I wouldn't expect that again. But I still think, again, they signed Theo Riddick to a contract for a reason. And remember when that happened on this show? We were like, and congratulations, people who drafted Theo Riddick. Critic, I stand by that. I I, don't, I think his usage is pretty solid. I do too. Sleepers, I'm going to go with Golden Tate again. You know, the problem is is that he gets all of his usage at uh, yards after the catch, uh, but he's been questionable with this ankle injury for weeks. Uh, I supposedly he's healthy now, but obviously the injury hindered the yards after the catch, so it wasn't you know, as great as we'd like. He did catch all seven of his targets so much for the, he has the drops or whatever. Um, But uh, it was only for 41 yards. It is what it is. And again, Tennessee, good at the run. So Amir Abdullah is still on that sleeper list. Eric Ebron, five for five, 46 yards and a touchdown last week. Listen, tight ends are tough out there. I'm okay with you starting Eric Ebron. And I'm not really putting anyone on my bench. Boom.
0: Detroit. Detroit. All right, guys, let's move on to the afternoon games. The Seattle Seahawks 1 know at the Los Angeles Rams. So, game 0-1. of the week. Game of the week. This is it, right? This has to be it. This I hurt it. Russell Wilson against the Los Angeles Rams. This is fantasy gold. Maybe. Uh, let's Maybe. go through this
2: one fast. So, Doug Baldwin was great. He had nine receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. Um, he started 11 times, so that's the good news. We don't have to be as nervous about the hole, but they're only going to rush the ball. Clearly, Doug Baldwin is still going to be utilized, so full steam ahead on him. Russell Wilson is apparently going to be able to play Week 2 against the Rams. to Pete Carroll, he said you know, he had an ankle injury. He says that it isn't actually that bad. There was no structural damage in terms of what they looked in the x-rays. Um... And he pr- practiced in full on Wednesday, so how hurt is he? I don't know. He might be just fine, <clears throat> which might make this a pretty ugly game based on the fact that the Niners made the Rams look as they did. So <laughs> excuse <me. laughs> So, this could be really interesting. Um, I mean, I'm really a little thrown off on what to do about these running backs because... Thomas Rawls carried the ball 12 times with 32 yards, uh, but yes, with three catches for 26. Christian Michael, uh, he was, I guess, slightly more productive with 15 carries for 66 yards. Um, but Thomas Rawls, you know, coach says he's ready to increase his workload. So, I mean, Christian Michael didn't actually come out and... F- Really impress and really, in my opinion, solidify that starting's job. So shocking when, yeah, when they say they're going to increase <laughs> Rawls' workload, he to trolled me, us
0: all preseason. All preseason,
1: we knew that's it because that's what, what Chris, he does. And we yeah, finally, Christian Michael does. Michaels does, <laughs> yes, he does. And you know what? And we had to, we had to bite, you know, because we already were so much lower than everyone else. We we're like, okay, fine, Christian Michael, fine, fine, we've been convinced. And you know what? We should have held our guns, ladies. We should have held our guns. I will
2: say, I never fully bit, but I, no, did say, I did say if you drafted him, you had to play him last week because that's the only week for sure he was going to play. I agree. There we are already week two, and Thomas Rawls mm. apparently is going to get an increased workload, so mm. I don't love this. And, I, and honestly, I was really kind of shocked at how bad the front seven of the Rams looked last <sighs> week. Terrible. Um for a team that literally is supposed to be considered the best front seven in the league, they looked really bad. And I think that's going to be addressed this week. So I think the running situation could look maybe even worse than it did last week for Christian Michael and Thomas Rawls. So I don't really love either of them this week. Even despite the Rams looking horrendous last week. I think that's going to be adjusted. I just I don't I don't like the split carry. I don't I don't like it at all. Um and C.J. Procise, he broke his hand, uh, but he's practicing it full as well. So for me, really, Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson are really your only must-starts on this team.
0: The Los Angeles Rams, the official worst team in the NFL now after losing to the San Francisco 49ers. Not just take losing. That. It wasn't just like, losing. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, right. I You're mean, right. let's be real. They, they, were, they like, were six feet under. It was great. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. Yeah. San Francisco yes. had a good, good old time. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Listen, Todd Gurley, we haven't ranked number 10. You drafted him, you're playing him. Oh. I don't know what to say about this offense. Gurley was only able to rush for 47 yards and caught one pass for negative five yards. It's really scary when your number one pick overall only gets 4.2 fantasy points against the 49ers.
2: Still more than AP.
0: That's the reality of it, you
1: guys. That's true, that's oh, that's true. True. It's true. But I'm panicking. As a, as someone who has Todd Gurley in a couple leagues. Oh, yeah. No, I would panic I don't know how too. you watch that game and not panic. Well, because
0: you watched it last year and Todd Gurley was still able to be successful without a team around him. And now you're just like, whoa.
2: I think he'll listen, be okay. That,
0: offense, that defense will be improved. They will be improved. They have to get improved. So it, it has to happen. And – Uh, it'll come around, it will. It might be a little bit of a slower process than we all want it to be, but it'll happen. Um, And no one else on this team has had over five fantasy points, you guys, last last week. So can't start anybody, especially against Seattle. Um, And that includes the kicker, guys. We have him ranked number 32. And it's not him. Well, he doesn't have a chance to score. Yeah. He can't get down the field, he can't kick a field goal. So. so many points away. So is. little time. Case Keenum's also ranked 32. We could have ranked this whole damn team 32. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been giving uh, the wide receivers way too much credit. Way
1: too
0: much credit. <laughs> so. We had to adjust. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 1 0 at the Arizona Cardinals 0 and 1. I just want to say Arizona Cardinals much improved from this preseason, ladies. Like I told you. I mean it wasn't fantastic.
2: It wasn't, but yeah, it was all much improved.
1: I'm so concerned. Much improved. Yeah. Carson's so... uh, throwing arm is not the same. Stop it. Something's up there. Was Something's not wrong. All rainbows. But Jameis Winston, on the other hand.
2: Yeah. Looked pretty good. Pretty good. Head coach Dick Co- sorry, Dirk Cooter, uh, said he will feel more comfortable. <laughs> With the deep passes for Jameis Winston this year. Um, so that's the good news.
1: I'm sorry. Dirk well, is mean... going deep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dirk is going deep oh! and you're going to like it. And it's is this, a fantasy, is yeah.
1: this- wow. a fantasy orgy? Yeah. Wow.
2: I actually
0: just declared this was going to be the fantasy orgy of the week.
2: <laughs> I had a
1: lot of dirt There Wow. Very- a matter of... A-
2: a minute there. That, that was area.
1: that was a good slip of the tongue. Yep. <laughs> was it a slip? Was it?
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, Jameis Winston, with the Just deep the ball tip. being an option now. <laughs> um, he completed 23 of 33 pass and downs for 281 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, he had interception, but I don't care. He had four touchdowns. Who cares about that interception? Uh, he was the fourth highest scoring quarterback last week. So, that is huge. Now the Cardinals, for the most part, granted, has been only one week. They're middle of the pack in terms of defending quarterbacks. So Jameis Winston should be able to have another good week. Mike Evans, he looked good. 99 yards of nine receptions. He had a 45-year touchdown. I was into that. Uh, he was targeted seven times. Sorry. <clears throat> Team, my goodness. I am sick if you can't tell right now. Um, he... Sorry, me, not he was the seventh highest scoring wide receiver so he was great we all know i have a bit of an issue with mike evans sometimes because he gets a little bit dropsies but he looks good i'm really mm-hmm. into him right now uh doug martin ran 18 times for 62 yards not awful he also had five receptions for 34 so when you add that together you can't be too mad about that game uh, and my silent but relevant charles sims he only rushed four times for nine yards so that's little to be left desired, but he had caught all of his passes, which were three, for 32 yards. And even with that, he had a touchdown. He was the 23rd highest scoring running back. So this is the kind of guy that you are able to slip into flex positions, especially if you're in a deep league. Charles Sims is still fantasy relevant. He will still get used. Now, the tight end situation is very dicey. Cameron Brait is technically the starting tight end. He was 3-4 for four for 30 yards, but Austin Safarian Jenkins was only targeted once, but he caught that, and it was a 30-yard touchdown. So we're looking at who's the red zone target, who's actually going to get the yardage. The yardage isn't great at 30 yards anyway. So to me, I guess the upside would technically be with Austin Safarian Jenkins, but, you know, I just I don't
1: know what to do. I just don't know.
2: So it is what it is.
1: Agreed. Arizona Cardinals, you definitely want to start David Johnson because he is a true bell cow and is incredible. Stop it. Stop it. Yes. Amazing. Larry Fitzgerald, it is scary when people say that they're about ready to retire, but he had just went out there and proved us all wrong. I was worried about Larry Fitzgerald at the early season. I absolutely was. I was completely wrong so on this. so good eight of 10 for 81 yards, two touchdowns. He's not going to get two touchdowns this game. I mean, I highly doubt it. So, um, but he's definitely the person that Carson Palmer leans on. Why? Because Carson Palmer's in my sleepers because I saw some of those passes and they were fluttering. They were not as strong. I'm worried about him getting that ball down the field to John Brown. Um, uh, Michael Floyd, three for seven of uh, three of seven for 31 yards, not looking super dynamic. John Brown, same thing. You know, I, I'm worried, but, uh, you know, y- you would like to hope that they can pass, uh, in the way that Matt Ryan could on them, but uh, you know, it took them into the second quarter, you know, Tampa Bay's defense, I don't think is actually that bad, but anyway, uh, Arizona defense. I'm also putting on the bench, you know, I need to see more, you know, Jameis Winston and company looked great last week and I'm just not about it. Yeah, I agree.
0: Jacksonville Jaguars 0-1, at the San Diego Chargers 0-1, the Jags. Blake Bortles, guys, we have a number seven. His fantasy points do not reflect the game he had last week, you guys. I must say he had 320 yards and almost two touchdowns. That would have been a fantastic game. So, right. you just you just settled down. I think Bortles is a must start. That includes Allen Robinson. Same thing. If Allen hadn't missed the ball, he would that would have been a great touchdown. He would have been in double digits, and he would have been just fine. So he's targeted 15 times. You guys, that's top in the league for targets. So, you have to start him. Allen Hearns remains a wide receiver three flex. Must start, I would say. I would definitely start him as my flex guy. So uh, four to five targets for 75 yards uh, last – four of five targets for 75 yards last week. Um, And I think he'll even do better this week. Julius Thomas, you guys, he's going to make me a believer. Gosh darn it, he's going to make me a believer. He is listed as questionable with an ankle injury but practiced in full on Wednesday. So they love him in the red zone, and therefore I love him on my roster. DJ Yeldon, he uh, definitely does – Better in catching than rushing. He rushed 21 times last week for only 39 yards. Embarrassing. Uh, But he was able to find the end zone, and he had four receptions for 30 yards. So a much better percentage. Um, If Avery remains out for week two, which he might, um, he is a must-start against the Chargers. He's only owned in 70% of leagues. That means in 30% of leagues, you were able to pick that guy up. Bench, you guys, Chris Ivory, he's still questionable. Um, after sitting out last week due to illness. That illness. Ew. In the hospital. What does that even that mean? Brain? What does for that weeks, mean? He for just days. got released out of the hospital like on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't like that. So them, that's no. not good. He's still on your bench. Jags defense obviously is on your bench even without Keenan Allen. I'm not touching it this week. San Diego just knows how to
2: score. Um, and the Chargers, Ashley. So really the only news here is obviously Keenan Allen. He is out for the season with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. So... What does this mean for the Chargers? Because there's a lot of implications with Keenan Allen going out. Much more than just if you, whether you had him on your fantasy team or not. Because when Keenan Allen is in, they are a very different team. So who is going to be possibly getting the advantages here. So Dontrell Inman is now going to be a starting wide receiver along with Travis Benjamin. Uh, but to me, Danny Woodhead is going to be the biggest beneficiary of this particular injury. Uh, and Antonio Gates is also going to see probably an increased load as well. So Gates was only the 28th highest scoring tight end last week, only 3 for 4 for 20. Um, but I told you he wasn't going to have a good week last week, and he did not. So uh, that to me is not completely unexpected. Uh, they... You know, in terms of this week, it's the eighth fewest points of tight end, so it's not going to be another rock solid week. But I do think he's going to get more targets, so I think in turn he's going to get more yardage, and he's a little bit more of a safer play this week. Now, Danny Woodhead, seventh highest scoring running back last week, he had 16 attempts in terms of rushing for 89 yards, and he went five of seven for 31 yards and a touchdown in the air. I think he's going to greatly increase in terms of being a pass catching back out of the backfield uh, with the Keenan Allen injury. So. Look for an increased role for Danny Woodhead. Uh, and Gordon, I'm, I, I'm not sure how this is going to play out for Gordon. He was the 12th highest scoring running back. He had 14 attempts for 57 yards, and he had two touchdowns. I will say overall he looked good. Um, but, again, it's a different team without Keenan Allen. You're obviously going to have to play Gordon because you drafted him to be in a starting role. But don't be surprised if it takes a couple weeks for them to kind of get into a groove of this new offense. There you go.
1: Atlanta Falcons 0-1, the Oakland Raiders 1-0. Well, let's start with the number one question of the week, right, which is Devontae Freeman. Now, he is splitting snaps with Tevin Coleman. That's correct. However, he did have more snaps. Uh, I did want to say, though, that this is not actually a Devontae Freeman issue uh, as much as it is an offensive issue. Now, yes, Tavin Coleman did have two very good plays in the catching game. He did have five catches for 95 yards. He carried the ball eight times for 22 yards. But let's look at what the overall thing that happened here. First of all, uh, Devontae Freeman had 11 carries for 20 yards. He averaged 1.8 yards per carry. That sucks. But here's the other problem. He averaged 1.8 yards after contact. That's the same number. In other words, he got tackled immediately on every single run. L- literally every single run. They, they, he could not have done anything else. So then you go, okay. Well, what about the the, the receiving game? Well, he caught all four of his targets for twenty yards. Uh, but here's the problem: his uh, average depth per target negative one point three yards. He averaged six point three yards after uh, the catch, which means that he had to generate literally 100% and then some for every single catch that he made. Now, yeah. what happened? So so what happened in this game? Tampa Bay decided that, oh, yeah, we're playing against Kyle Shanahan. They have one wide receiver and one running back. We're just going to shut them down. So that's why they started rotating in Tevin Coleman because, frankly, they were keying in on Devontae Freeman. They were keying in on Julio Jones. Now, in the second half, Julio Jones came alive. But are you kidding me? Remember the first half? Everyone's swearing about Julio Jones on their phone yeah. because they were like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Well, it just so happened that they were able to get free because Mohamed Sanu started blowing up on the other side, and they hoped that Tevin Coleman would be able to blow it up so that Devontae Freeman could get in. It just didn't happen. Now, the other option is that Kyle Shanahan's a jerk, has hubris, and decides to go with Tevin Coleman anyway. Uh, Totally possible. But what I'm saying is I don't call anyone a boom, or I don't say it's a good call or a bad call in week one anyway, uh, but certainly Devontae Freeman is at the lowest point for trade value right now. I say you stick with him and uh, see what happens and hope that actually Atlanta's offense in general gets better. Uh, But this week I would start Matt. Met Ryan, obviously Julio Jones, and Mohamed Sanu really made a case for himself. I'm very impressed with him. So, um, and I normally am not impressed with the wide receiver twos. So, uh, he caught five of his eight targets for 80 yards. He did have two drops, though. So, it is what it is. Oakland Raiders, uh, very impressed. Congratulations, Oakland Raiders. That uh, New Orleans win was uh, super. Michael Crabtree, baller. Amari Cooper, baller. Derek Carr, baller. You know who's not a baller? Cl- Clive walford and again uh, i you know i mentioned this before lee smith is listed as the starter on their death chart and i think that kind of you know weighed itself out now i'm not saying that's the way it's going to be all the time i'm not saying to drop walford i'm saying that you need to either know that he's probably not going to get a whole lot of usage uh or you wait to see him prove it and then you play him but it is what it is Boom. Indianapolis Colts 0-1 of the Denver Broncos, 1-0. The terrible news is the Indianapolis Colts are terrible on the defensive side of the ball to a point where it's just uh, mind-blowing, really. Uh, They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. It's just disaster. What does that mean? The offense is going to have to throw, 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 throw to keep up. And luckily, Andrew Luck looked the best i've seen him look Finally. since 2014. I I didn't see him look that good all last year. Literally all last year. Congratulations Andrew Luck, you are back. Uh I'm okay with T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief. And I think Philip Dorsett is actually going to become more of a good flex play because I think they're going to be that behind or trying to catch up all season long. Everyone's like, well, it was the game script. They were this. I think that game script is common for them now. Uh, Now, both of their tight ends went crazy. Jack Doyle, who you don't know. Yep. Why would you? And then uh, Dwayne Allen. Now, Dwayne Allen had to leave the game, so that's why Jack Doyle started getting a lot of the work. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think some of the scores are going to go to T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief at some point. I don't think you should buy in on Jack Doyle. I think Dwayne Allen is the man. Do watch his health. But, uh, you know, they're also going to need him to block. But, hey, they, they needed him to block, and he still was catching balls this week. So I'm fine with you starting him, again, because tight end is so dire. I'm still concerned about Frank Gore, though. Uh, you cannot get... Get me to be okay with Frank Gore right now. Um, I just think it's a really bad situation. Uh, You know, to be fair, he carried the ball 14 times for 59 yards. Four of his five uh, targets he caught for 19 yards, but that's just not going to get it done week in and week out for a running back one.
0: No, it is not. All right, the Denver Broncos, CJ Anderson. Woo! That's good. Clearly the man in Denver, especially after rookie running back Booker fumbled the bar last week classic 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 i still love dante booker just so you guys know i think that he is still a good handcuff and he's just getting his little kinks out of him he is uh you know a roster spot on deep rosters um i I mean a bench spot on deep rosters i should say not a roster spot um Mm -hmm. but definitely not a starter at all um but cj anderson rushed 20 times for 92 yards and a touchdown caught four balls for 47 yards and another touchdown against the Panthers people. Yep. Yes. Did not expect that. He faces the Colts. Absolute gives up the most uh, points to running backs. So this is classic. It's classic. Love it. Uh, Obviously going to start the Denver Broncos, Brandon McManus. Um, Listen, I'm putting them in the sleeper categories, (laughs) but Demarius Thomas, And Emmanuel Sanders. It's not them. Mm. It's Simeon. And maybe the offensive scheme. But uh, Demarius Thomas is questionable with a hip injury, and it doesn't look Mm. good for him to start, which does up Emmanuel Sanders' value. You know, Sanders does manage to get it done when he needs to get it done. So I'm okay with you starting him. Um, I really am. He – he was targeted eight times. He only caught five of them 49 yards, but still, there's upside for him. Virgil Green, uh, yeah. he, Guys, every single time. When they get within 10 yards, they throw the ball to Virgil Green left of the field goal. It's like every single time. Now, granted, he did not catch it. It was not a touchdown, but it's going to happen again. They did it all preseason. They did it all during practice when I went. They do it. So he, they like him in the red zone. You can play him. And the Colts gave up a touchdown last week to a tight end, so it's very possible that he's going to get 40 yards and a touchdown this week. Um, and Bench, you guys, obviously do not start, but it's nice to know that Benny Fowler was clear to start practicing again. Um, that's good news because he does have a great connection with Semian, who, yes, did manage to get the W last week, but only in nine fantasy points. So,
2: oof.
0: And Bye. Thanks
2: to- and thanks to Graham.
0: And thanks to Graham. Uh, <laughs> sending that football. Green Bay Packers 1-0 at the Minnesota Vikings. 1-0 and Green Bay Packers. Obviously, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. Eddie Lacy, he did not do much for you in fantasy. Add him to the list of people that mm-hmm. disappointed. Um, but he did look good. He looked a lot faster. And he's not sharing the ball with Jane Starks. Yeah. So we can be at ease with that um i i still think he's a clear running back too and you're good to go for that jordy nelson nine targets six reception 32 yards and a touchdown um uh, sure not double digits but it was close enough minnesota's cornerback uh, Rhodes could miss this game to a knee injury so jordy nelson and randall cobb could be just fine this week you guys and i consider them both must stars. do not get duped by davante adams do not do it let him prove it to you because he does this to you, you guys he does it you pick him up you drop somebody that actually is part of the scheme every week and then he doesn't get a catch so just just know he might be there later on but he's not there right now so stop it um Packers defense is a start. Mason Crosby is a start and benches. Jared Cook. He was only targeted twice. Rodgers was saw three targets. Doesn't matter. Neither one of them are productive. We move on.
1: He and Christian We're Michael Vikings. preseason MVPs. hmm hmm <laughs> Yep. Ashley the Vikings. Well, this will be short. I hate you, AP. I
2: hate oh, you three point seven you. points. 3.7. He didn't mean it, um, Ashley. He
0: didn't mean it.
2: He, 19 times he attempted for 31 yards. Um, so that was rough. As we said, he was one of the biggest disappointments of the week because, again, this is someone that you drafted so incredibly high. But, you know, it's right up there with Todd Gurley, so we can hate them both. But I don't hate him long-term. I think AP will bounce back because, again, he is AP, and we do have a very volatile situation on our hands in terms of Minnesota. Stefan Diggs, though, he was the highlight. He looked good, 7 for 9. He went 103 yards. I'm feeling good about him, whether it's Bradford or whether it's Sean Hill. Um, You know, we told you to be a little bit cautious because we weren't sure what was going to play out there, but I think he looks solid enough that you don't need to be concerned. Kyle Rudolph was the 11th highest-scoring tight end. He went 4-for-8 for for 65 yards. I'm not as sold on him. Um, I think there's other tight ends you could have out there, but depending on who plays, they may have to depend on him for some quick dumps because they have yet to determine who will be the starting quarterback this week, week between Sean Hill and Bradford. People are thinking it's going to be Bradford, but again, there has... Hasn't been anything said officially as of yet. And then make sure you don't have Laquan Treadwell into your lineups either. He did not receive any offensive snaps, and Zimmer has made it clear that he is going to need to prove it and, and do a few things before he gets playing time. So, um, you know, in, in his place, Cordilla Patterson apparently has earned, you know, his merit to be able to play. I don't like it. Don't put him in your lineup, but it is what it is. So you're staying away from basically everyone on this team mm-hmm. other than AP and Stephon Diggs.
0: In all seriousness, you guys, Monday Night Football to me. Game of the week. Philadelphia Eagles 1-0. The Chicago Bears 0-1. This is going to be a shootout. Listen, the Eagles, man. <laughs> congratulations. You guys hey! don't suck. That's right. We all underestimated you guys. We all did. And you know we what? We, I was... Hi, I'm Jordan Matthews. I said, man, this value is going to be crazy. You're going to be laughing at everybody else, saying I drafted him so low, and look at what he can do now. Booyah. Yeah, he just shut down all the naysayers. I'm totally into it. He can't do well without Chip Kelly's offense. BS. Yes, Jordan Matthews, you're the stud. You're going to start him. 14 targets last week. Clearly Wentz's favorite target to go to. So yep. no problem getting the ball to him. Ryan Matthews will be, you know, Wentz's go-to guy. Because guess what, guys? Zach Ertz is out. Get him uh, out of your line up. So He's sad. Doing, it is sad. He's, uh, he'll be out for further notice with some rib injuries, you guys. And that puts Brent Selick in that tight end position. And Brent Selick is not a start. No. Don't do it. Um, but, yeah, so Ryan Matthews will be linked on even that much more. So, um, listen, he had no reception, so he is not a PPR guy. So let's not fool each other. He's just not. 22 attempts so on the ground with a touchdown. Love it. Like the Eagles defense, I think that that's going to be possible. They can make a couple big plays, run back a you know punt return. Who knows? That's why the Eagles defense is exciting. Um, sleepers, guys, Carson Wentz. Hate to say it, but he was a stud. Um, Chicago is actually decent against the pass, so this isn't like my favorite week. But pick him up; he's only owned in thirteen percent of Yahoo links. So go and get him, you guys. He's a perfect fill-in dude. um Nelson Aguilar looked good in Week One, and in, in deep links, I'm okay with you starting him in a flex position. He's only owned in eleven percent of links. Guys, nobody thought of the Eagles, so they're available. They're out there. They can be your sleepers. There's nothing wrong with that. Sproles did not impress me last week, but I think he will be used again more this week with Ertz being sidelined. So he falls into that sleeper category just because I think the volume might be there for him in PPR leagues only. Um and the Chicago Bears, you guys, Alshon Jeffrey. As long as you he stays healthy, he's in your lineup. Period. Over hundred yards last week. Um, all he needed was a touchdown, and he would have been getting kisses like a baby. As long as he's in the game, guys, you are starting. Jeremy Langford did just fine. Fifty-seven yards rushing, a touchdown, but only six yards on four targets. It's not awesome, but. I like him again this week against the Eagles. We have him ranked number two, so he fits right into that running back two position, guys. Kevin White, guys, I'm going to put him as a sleeper. Listen, if you watch the game, he looked awful. Man, that man must be very unintelligent. I probably sounded very unintelligent saying that. But darn, he cannot run routes to save his life. He cannot catch balls. Um, But they're still using him. You guys, they are. He will have the most targets. So, gosh, I mean, I'm guessing they're going to punish him a little bit this week, but who knows? He could have the most targets again this week, and therefore he's still a sleeper. But you know who you should really have is Eddie Royal. True and steady Eddie Royal. Four receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. He's only owned in 3% of leagues. Three. So. Pick him up, stash him. Don't necessarily play him, but you can stash him. He's better than some of the guys you have on your bench. I use guys loosely. Zach Miller is number 15. Yeah. He's not my favorite, but he's right there. And bench, you guys, Jay Cutler, the kicker. That's, that's all she wrote. It's all she wrote. Well, guys, week two, I can't believe it. First week is in the books. <gasps> Woo, right. woo, we got some injuries guys. Get them out of your lineups. Make sure you pick it up. Listen to our podcast so you can get these guys that haven't been already taken off of waivers. As for us, we'll be on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also make sure to subscribe to us at herfantasyfootball.com so you can get our newsletter. Uh Brandon, thank you so much for sending all of the injury reports and great waiver pickups. And of course, our diced game that's a free fan duel game where we get you four ingredients to set your lineup. It's super fun. Um, you can reach us at Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.